0: Yeah, good morning. Please take your seat. So get your Bible to Malachi chapter 3 from verse 13. It's the last two pages of the Old Testament, page 802. Years ago, an elderly missionary couple who had served for years in Africa was returning to New York City to retire. They were feeling discouraged, defeated, and afraid. Their health was broken, and they had no retirement pension. When they got to the wharf to board the ship, they discovered that they were booked on the same boat as President of America then, Roosevelt, who was returning from a big a game hunt from Africa. No one paid attention to this old couple, but they watched the fanfare as the president arrived. A band was playing and the crowd was waving and straining for a glimpse of the great man. As the ship crossed the Atlantic, the old man grew more and more depressed. And he said to his wife, Something is wrong. Why should we have given our lives in faithful service for God in Africa all these years and yet no one cares for us? This man comes back from a hunting expedition and everyone trunks to see him. It doesn't seem fair. It is not fair. His wife tried to comfort him but he couldn't shake his depression. As the boat docked in America, more bands were playing and more crowds are turned out to greet the president. Many dignitaries were there. And the papers carried the story on the front page. But no one noticed the missionaries. They slipped off the boat and went to hunt for a cheap apartment and for jobs. That night, the man's spirit broke. He felt that God had abandoned them. He complained to his wife, We don't have anyone to help us and nowhere to go. Why hasn't God met our needs? His wife replied, Why don't you go in the bedroom and talk to the Lord? about the whole thing. And the man went into the bedroom. Sometime later he came out of the bedroom but his face was different. He was happy now. His wife asked, what happened? And he said, I went in and told the Lord the whole thing. I told the Lord it is not fair. I told him how I was bitter because the President received a tremendous homecoming, but no one met us as we returned home. And you know, as I finished, it seemed as the Lord put his hand on my shoulder and said simply, my child, you are not home yet. My child, you are not home yet. Can I ask you, do you feel like that missionary couple? Are you discouraged in serving God to the extent that you are thinking of quitting? Or has your zeal for the things of God diminished and you have decided to pack it in? Maybe all you do now is just to come to church and nothing else, just to receive and not to serve. And whenever a request for volunteers is announced, you say to yourself, That is not for me. And it is not just serving that you've stopped, you've also stopped giving to the work of God. Because you question the benefits and wonder, especially if those outside the church don't do that, yet they prosper. Then why bother? In essence, you are questioning. What the point of serving God is? That was the problem of the Israelites that prompted the prophecies of Malachi from God to them. Both the priests and the people had largely packed in serving God wholeheartedly. They have stopped. So my first heading this morning is the people who said serving God was pointless. The people who said serving God was pointless. So look at your Bible, verse 13 of Malachi chapter 3. Your words have been hard against me, says the Lord. But you say, how have we spoken against you? So Malachi started by describing how the Israelites were treating God. Malachi said they spoke harshly to him, which means they spoke arrogantly to God. They spoke to God without respect by saying false things about God. And the Malachi's assessment here about God, Malachi's statement here about God's assessment for them is damning. This is meant to make them to repent, to repent. but rather than repenting, they question God's assessment of them by asking, how?" It's like speaking to your teenage son or daughter about something they are doing wrong. And instead of accepting, they question you, disregarding your corrections, thinking that they know better than you. That is exactly what the people of Israel did in Malachi days. They questioned God's judgment of their behavior, which showed how arrogant they were The Israelites were so discouraged in their walk with God that they believed that it is useless to serve God. They believed that it is useless to serve God. But what could have made them think that way? Well, we have seen from the previous chapters of Malachi that the Israelites had not completely abandoned God. They still went to the temple. They still sacrificed. They still gave offerings. But all those were mere rituals. They were not doing it from the heart or with the right intentions. That's why, in previous passages in Malachi, they would offer blind and lame animals to God. And that's why they would withhold their offerings from God. Their motive was wrong. So look at verse 14 of Malachi chapter 3. You said, it is vain to serve God. What is the profit of keeping his charge or of walking as a mourning, which means being remorseful or sorry for their sins before the Lord of hosts? They were motivated by personal gain. And because they did not get what they were looking for from God, they quickly lost hope in God. And started questioning, is it profitable to serve God? What have we actually gained by following God? And they began by comparing themselves with those that we are not following God. So, Christians and non Christians. And in the same way, we might find ourselves asking, what is the point of serving God? What's the point of serving God when he let me fail that exam? Or I lost that job. I can't even feed my children. Or things are not going as planned. Or I am facing something really serious, like cancer. So verse 15 of Malachi chapter 3 says, And now we call the arrogant blessed. Evil doers not only prosper, but they put God to test, and they escape. That is saying that in this life, those that don't follow God may become more prosperous than us. And while we are trying to do the right thing by following God in our relationships and our work and our honesty with money and so on, they may well seem to be getting away with doing the opposite. In fact, they may seem more successful than us, even happier than us. And all that can make us think that we are wasting our time serving God. If you are feeling that way, then there is a solution for you. And that takes me to my second point, the people who said serving God was right. The people who said serving God was right. Look at verse 16. Those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. They paid attention and heard And God heard them, and a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. In other words, the people of God spoke to each other. What did they say to each other that made the Lord pay attention? It must be something God approved of, something that is righteous. They must have spoken to one another using the word of God coming together to discuss it, explaining it to one another, using it to encourage and support one another, using the word of God to admonish one another, and even using it to rebuke one another. They must have told themselves when they gathered together, that is not true. Serving God is beneficial. They must have encouraged one another to keep trusting God and to offer him. The best. Second Timothy chapter three verse sixteen says, "All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness." Here at JPC, we have lots of ministry areas that give us the opportunity to do to do the same to step back from all the messages the world is speaking to us and to speak to one another using the word of God. One of those is our home group meetings every fortnight. It is a small group where we study the Bible together and use it to build one another up. So if you want to be in a home group, please speak to Ian or Liz Jackson. And for our international students, especially those that have just arrived, We have JPCI, Jesmond Parish Church International, that meets every Friday, and Chris Coe is the person to speak to. And there are other groups for students, for those who have just graduated, for women, for men, those in their 20s and 30s, and so on. And when these people in Malachi, they met to speak God's word to one another, the Lord paid attention and heard them. The Lord reassured them of his faithfulness by getting them to write this book of remembrance. Not that God might forget them. It was his way of saying that their eternal salvation is guaranteed and is sealed and nothing will ever take it away. Verse 17. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my treasured possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. So they shall be God's possession forever. And other translations use the word jewels, on that day that I make them my jewels. So jewels are precious and protected and associated with royalty. And God says, that's what we are to him. We are precious to him. We are precious to him now. And we are precious to him forever. Verse 18. Then once more you shall see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked. Between one who serves God and the one who does not serve him. So verse 18 is a promise that the dilemma will be removed it will be clear. The difference will be clear. The difference between those who serve God and those who don't, the difference will be clear. The dilemma will be removed. And that takes me to my last heading, the people who win and lose in the end. So chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all, the, all evil doers will, will be stubborn, the day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wing. You shall go out leaping like cars from the stall, And you shall tread down the wicked, for there shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. Judgment is one of the key themes throughout the prophets and throughout the Bible. Sinful people always think that God is far away and that their acts will not be caught and punished but everyone will face God's judgment in the end. God's holiness demands that the sin be punished and righteousness be rewarded. And where Malachi says the day is coming, he means a day has been set for God's judgment. Malachi describes how that day will be. He said it will be burning like an oven. And other translation says sinful people will be burnt like straw but for those who fear the Lord which now means those of us that have accepted Jesus into our lives the Son of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings which means that God's saving power will rise on you like the sun and bring healing like sun's rays on that day the day of the Lord. We will be finally healed of every sin and everything that is hindering us from serving God. We will be made perfect. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We will be made perfect. It means that everything we are going through will be over. And I want to hear hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Good. And verse 4 said, remember the teachings of my servant Moses, the laws and the commands which I gave him at Mount Sinai for all the people of Israel to obey. Malachi reminded the Israelites to look back at what God did for them, how God rescued them from slavery in Egypt, and to remember God's instruction on how to live. So God gave the Israelites line by line instructions on how to live in the promised land. How would they remember God's word? By reading it, by memorizing it, discussing it, gathering together always to remind one another what the instruction says. Before Satanav, came into existence, travelers would print out the map of where they are going and bring it and look at it whenever they get confused about which turn or road to take. So in that vein, we should always read God's word, discuss it, and when we get confused, we should make reference to it like travelers. Because it is a sure thing that will never change. And for us living under the new covenant after the death of Jesus Christ, the instruction is to trust in Jesus who died on the cross so that our sins can be forgiven and to follow him as Lord. But Malachi also reminded the Israelites to look forward. So verse 5 and 6 of Malachi chapter 4, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes and he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers lest I come and strike the land with a decree, decree of utter destruction. The Elijah that Malachi mentioned there was a prophet who called people to turn back to God and God is telling the Israelites that he will send another Elijah type of person again before the day of the Lord, which is, before, which is the day when Jesus comes again. So verse 5 and 6 point to the time when God will call people to turn back to him as people everywhere hear about the gospel of Jesus Christ, about what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross of Calvary, dying so that anyone that believes in him will be saved. And that time of Elijah is here now. We live in that time. So if you are still just exploring what it means to, for, you to be a, uh, for you to be a Christian, we have a Christianity Exploit going on here at JPC where you can learn and ask questions about Christianity. Please speak to us and we'll be happy to help you with that. And for those of us that have made that commitment to trust in Jesus, let us keep reading God's words. Let us keep looking back to what Jesus did and his cross. And also let's continue to look forward to the promise he gave us, the promise of an eternal place in his kingdom. And let us keep reminding one another about it. Because that will help to keep us in check. It will help to encourage and support us in times of difficulties. Like travelers, we are on a journey. And our map, or sad nav, is God's word. It is everything we need. So sing the word of God like a song. Write it on the doorpost of your houses. Carry it everywhere you go to speak to one another with it. Encourage one another with it. Rebuke one another with it. We might be tempted to pack in living for God, thinking that it is not worth it. But remember, we are not home yet. And it will really worth it when we see our Lord face to face. Let us pray. Faithful God, we thank you for your word this morning. We know that there are many things that would take our attention away from you. Lord, we ask that you help us to keep going, to keep trusting you. Lord, help us to always be eager to gather together to read your word to use it to support and encourage one another. Father, give us your grace to live for you. Help us, Lord, by your grace. And Lord, also help us to, look, to continue to look back and to continue to look forward to the cross and to your promise of the eternal place in your kingdom.